Hello again, this is Monica Pitts and welcome to Marketing with Purpose. Today, I am yet again talking about online events and fundraising for our nonprofit listeners. Now, really though, this podcast applies to anyone running an online event, but our examples are going to be focused on the nonprofit community. The challenge I'm trying to solve today is assisting you with selecting the correct online event signup software. And as I was thinking and making this checklist for listeners, I thought to myself, who better to ask than Stacy? Now, Stacy has been a May creator for about forever. I think it's been 10 years, and she's really my right-hand lady. She's the very first person that most people come into contact with when considering working with MayCreate. Her job is to help people plan their websites. And part of a lot of nonprofit websites is a robust online event signup solution. So in this podcast, I'll be interviewing Stacy to hear from her how she helps our new clients pick a great online event signup solution for their website and also maybe interject a story or two myself. So let's get to it. Now, really quick, before Stacy takes us through her process, I just want to remind you to check out this episode's goodie bag because Katie has prepared a party favor just for you. She included links to the websites and services we talked about in this episode, and she'll have a checklist of the criteria that Stacy outlines for us. So hop on over to podcast.makecreate.com because your party favor awaits. Now, two more pieces of business. One, if you are working on planning a fundraising event for your nonprofit and you're short on time, tech, or creativity, we just finished an awesome free downloadable resource, 14 Tech Easy Online Fundraising Event Ideas. We gathered ideas from nonprofits who are very successfully raising donations online and pooled their ideas together just for you with their success stories. So, Give it a glance and see if there's an event you can wrap your head around to put into action for your organization. And last but not least, Stacy and I are going to be talking about the criteria with which you use to select the right event signup solution for you. We are not going to discuss different event registration solutions, like the physical functionality. I actually covered that in our last podcast online event registration solutions from simple to robust. So hop on back to the last episode if you want to know when you should use different types of registration solutions and how they actually work. Woo, so that is everything. Now, let's talk to Stacy. If you're a natural born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The MayCreate team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of MayCreate, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. 
So with me today, I have the great and powerful Stacy Brockmeyer, planner extraordinaire. Hey guys and gals. So Stacy, when you begin talking to somebody about their event management software, and I'm going to call it a software, but I mean, let's define software for a second, right? For us, it's the functionality within a website that allows people to sign up for an event, right? Yeah, I love to use the term web application um, because it seems a little bit less like a like I'm going to install it on my computer and more like I'm going to click around on a website to use it. Web application. This is good terminology. I like this. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if I were going to have a web application that allowed people to sign up for events on my website, what's the first question that you would ask me? So I am a question asker. And so I'm going to ask 1 million questions. Clearly, the first one is going to be just to tell me about your events. And likely, the nonprofits are going to tell me about, you know, there are a few big events a year. And then many of them have a bunch of small events a year. And most of them have some sort of sign up, whether it's a free event or a paid event or just even an event that they need a headcount on just because they're going to have snacks. So I'm just going to ask them to tell me about their event. But then we're going to dig into each one of them because each one of them have nuances that these people are going to need to either fill out specific questions uh, because it's going to be to order a table or maybe it's a golf tournament and they're going to need to buy mulligans or have sponsorships or things like that. So really the big the big overarching first thing I'm going to ask is just to give me an overview of all of their events. And then we're going to break those down into let's talk about each one of them and all the nuances and all the things that have to be collected for each one, each one of those events. So if I were planning it on my own, the first thing I would do is list out all the events that I'm going to have and then think through what is needed to sign up for each one of those events. Absolutely. And also remember to think through all the details that are maybe not just for the attendees, but are for sponsorships and things like that, that can make it easier for your office staff, really make this a tool for your staff. I like to think about it like making it like an employee for your staff. You know, make your website an additional employee for yourself, not something that is harder for you to use. So it's not just about how the attendees can sign up, but then how do we want to use that interface on the back end? So tell me about the ways that my staff might be using this event management application. Yeah, so there's going to be a couple of different ways. One thing that I always like to think about, because I typically it's a lot easier to think about the end result and then work backwards to get there. So in the end, what are you going to need from it? Um, or is it is an Excel spreadsheet enough? Or are you going to need to print tickets or name badges or things like that? So how are you going to need to get the, the data in the end? Because that's going to determine where you go from the beginning. And so oftentimes, exporting the information that your people put in as an Excel spreadsheet is a great is a great end product. 
because then you can use that spreadsheet to make all these other resources. But then there's things like payment. There are lots of things that your employees are going to need to need to be able to do in there. Um, and so things that are going to make it really easy for them are, you know, being able to update the questions on their own, being able to duplicate that form from year to year for that same event and being able to being able to change it or change pricing, things like that. I know that for some clients, they need to have an attendee list that multiple people can get to, that they can check off information from. Another thing that I think is really important is being able to see if a transaction actually cleared. So for example, if somebody signed up for an event, but the transaction didn't clear through your payment gateway, you have to be able to see that and be able to either get a hold of them and ask them to sign up again, or, you know, just have a list of those people that have paid and haven't paid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, there are several gateways that won't let the form go through until it's actually cleared. Um, But there are others that don't. And so it's really important to kind of figure out your bank account and gateway from the get-go. So that way we can put those stop gaps in place right right at the beginning. And that way you know, okay, did we get payment on this or did we not get payment on this? Another thing to really think about is, does this system need to integrate with another system? So maybe you have a donor database software that, you know, event signups need to go into. And so that's something we want to think about right from the beginning is, is, you know, kind of going back to that end result. Where does this information need to go at the very end? Now, some event signup forms that we've worked on have been like really straightforward, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. for a webinar, think about what you put in. It's it's very straightforward. Name and email is, is enough. But then there's others. Um, we had one client that, because she's got a whole conference that she's running and she had everything from a, a t-shirt to a dinner to an extra ride from the airport to literally signing up to what for what sessions you wanted to go to at the conference all when you signed up in this first sign up form so that's that can get really intense when you're planning <laughs> yeah it was pretty wild um and another thing that she had to think about was limiting some of those sessions. And so how many people can you actually have attend an event? You know, if you're having a golf tournament, that's not an unlimited event, you know, and eventually you have to cap that for attendees. And so you definitely want to make sure that your the functionality is there if you have events that have to be limited or that have certain functionality. And then too, with payment, collecting payment, there's some events that we've had that have a discounted rate for like you sign up one person and then you get a discount on the second person, you know, different types of things. Like you could just have a sponsorship where you might buy a table of six. Mm-hmm. Any advice on how to handle that? Yeah. So there are some really, really easy ways to do it, or you can make it even more complicated if you like. Some systems are as easy as just putting in, you know, a formula saying, you know, if, if this equals six, you, it, puts on a discount of 20%. Um, Some people do like a member or non-member rate. Um, And then there there is always the option of just having, I want to buy an individual ticket or I want to buy 
you know, a table of six. And those two are just essentially two different products that have two different prices. So there's really a, a number of ways to accomplish that and have discounts based on based on how you do it. Really, the possibilities are endless. One of the things that I feel like, you know, outside of payment, because payment can kind of be a deal breaker. There's a lot of really simple systems that you can use if you don't need to collect payment. Right. Another thing that I think can be a, a tricky one, because not all systems offer it, are tickets. And <laughs> I mean, there's everything from physical tickets to QR codes to like, remember that one time that we had to do gift cards? Mm-hmm. People wanted to offer gift cards to their events and it was like, whoa. Yeah. So there's a lot of systems. I, I just go back to that, you know, what do you need in your end result and, and evaluating a lot of the systems from the get-go. Um, and so that's why I, I asked that initial question, you know, tell me about your events. And then we break those events down by type and break them down into each individual thing that needs to come out of them. There are a lot of event softwares out there that do some really cool things and can actually print tickets or print gift cards can give send your attendees QR codes. They can do all these really cool things. And it really comes down to, you know, planning and evaluating those softwares. And Monica and I both love a good rubric. You know, mm -hmm. if, if it checks all the boxes, it, it gets a 10. If it goes back to really just checking out every software and picking the one that meets as many of your pieces of criteria that you can possibly meet. And then also thinking through it and being really flexible too, if you can be. I mean, you're always going to have those things that are deal breakers. Like this is the way it has to be for us. And prioritizing those things first. And then on the things that you can be flexible on, just being open to saying, oh yeah, this thing would work over that other thing. Making sure that you know, like this is a deal breaker and this is something I can be flexible on. I agree. And I love that you described it as a rubric because uh, it just makes so much sense. It, you just feel much more like you can make a good decision about where you're moving if you understand each one of the parameters that you need to fulfill. Absolutely. Is there criteria people should be thinking through about the sign-up form itself? Yeah. How complicated is the form? And then how complicated is it to update? So you want to think about how complicated is it for your user and how complicated is it for you to use, like as far as building it or changing it or modifying it um, on your end too. One thing pretty much everybody needs is a list of attendees. And almost all of them allow you to print out a list of attendees. I haven't seen any that don't. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen any. And most of them export to like an Excel spreadsheet. I have it's been a long time since I've come across one that won't let you export. One thing that we did in the past is we used Zapier to connect a registration form with a Google sheet. And that helped out that mm -hmm. organization a lot because then they had like a live list all the time. It was always growing and yeah, that made it easier for them to be able to track as well. So that's another thing that like maybe your application doesn't allow you to do that, but that doesn't mean that you can't get it done in another way. Yeah. So there's lots of integration that can happen. And that's, I was mentioning that, you know, you might have a donor database 
often they don't automatically integrate with the donor database unless your event software is through your donor database. Um, they don't automatically just go right into there. And so there are some, you know, kind of like middle steps that you have to go through to integrate those, which is a great point that there are other integrations that can happen to make your life a little bit easier. And to piggyback on that, like you were saying earlier, with making your life easier and making sure that it works right for you and then to be flexible. We've had some organizations that are like, you know what, we have to do this all through our website. And then when we sit down and really start to listen to what they want out of it, we're like, you know, actually it makes more sense for you to just do use your client relationship management system, your CRM, not recreate the wheel on your website because it offers everything for you. And then there's other times where we're like, well, you know, your signup form is so incredibly robust that it can't be handled through your CRM. And instead, you may have to do a little bit of manual back and forth to make it work. <laughs> right, right. There are some other things too with that, you know, that I always try to recommend thinking through what should happen after they sign up. So whether it happens through that CRM or it doesn't happen to that CRM and it happens through another integration is, should it send them an email with, you know, say say you're having a webinar. Well, what you don't want to have to do is go back and manually send all those links. You know, a lot of applications can connect to MailChimp and throw those people into a group, which can then automatically send out the links to your webinar once they've paid for it and, and they're an attendee, you know. Um, and so thinking through really, how can this be as efficient as possible for you? Should it have an add to calendar button? How can we get people really engaged in it? Because I know for me, if it doesn't have an add to calendar button and I didn't get that link on the calendar and I have to go back and search for it, likely either I'm going to be 10 minutes late to the webinar or I'm just flat not going to make it. So, you know, really thinking about how you can integrate those things is super important. I think too, that reminds me of the marketing aspect of the event. And there's some Absolutely. solutions that have tons of marketing and then there's others that don't really have any. So like if you're going to put your event sign up on your website, you don't have that. You don't have all the marketing. You have to use what you've already established mm -hmm. throughout the rest of your marketing activities. But then if you're going to use a third-party solution... I would make sure that you can get all that marketing information out. Like for the longest time, Facebook, you could run all these campaigns and get donations through there, but they wouldn't allow you to see the donor information. So like while you were getting money, that's great. But in the long run, you want to establish relationships with people. And if they're not going to give you their information, then that kind of puts you at a stop. Yeah, definitely. You want to make sure that you can get and give as much information as possible to your people. So get the information for out of the system for yourself and give the information you need to through the system to the people that you need, need to give them. Now, did you tell me the other day that Facebook is now showing donor information? Is that true? It shows some donor information if you have it set up in a certain way. Now they still have option to opt out, but you can see sometimes their name and and less often their email, but sometimes you still get their email if they'll put it if they put it in and give it to you. It's still hit or miss on the donor information on Facebook, but it is 
slightly better than it used to be. Other thing that I noticed is a lot of the third-party softwares are integrating now with text, which is a really powerful mechanism to reach out and talk to your donors. I was excited about that. It is a really, really powerful mechanism. The open rate on text messages is phenomenal. Nobody likes to see those little red dots on their phone. I mean, there are some people that don't mind them, but the majority don't like to see them. Um, but, you know, through, so I'm on the board of a nonprofit, and one of the coolest things that we see is when we're in the field on a medical mission, if we send a, a text message to our donors with pictures of our trip, that is one of the best pieces of marketing that we can do. They just see exactly where their money went, and, and that's really a cool thing. And for those of you guys that don't know, text is a little different. You can't just take a list of phone numbers and pop them into a text messaging service. People need to be subscribing to it. So if that's part of your marketing plan moving forward, then it might not be the worst decision to find a event registration application that allows you to send texts back and forth to get them used to that type of interaction with you. All right, so things to think through. Does it work with your payment processor? How complicated is your form? Are there add-ons to your registration? Like, do you have all kinds of different things or is it just one simple thing that you're offering? Um, do you need to be able to print a list of your attendees? Do you need to limit the number of attendees? Do you need to allow people to buy tickets? I mean, how will you deliver your tickets? <laughs> and then... Do you need to market through the software? Also ask yourself how you want to interact with the system itself. Like how is your staff going to use it? How is it going to solve a problem that they're having, be it saving time or developing relationships with your donors? Stacey, are there any parting thoughts that you want to leave people with today? Again, making sure that that system meets your must-haves and being flexible on the things that you can be flexible on. And you'll find some really great systems that do things that you never even thought of out there. So there you have it. Didn't I tell you that she's the smartest? Thank you, Stacy, for all of your advice on selecting an awesome online event registration system. Now, if you're wondering what kinds of options are out there to allow people to register for your online events, hop on over to our previous podcast, Online Event Registration Solutions from Simple to Robust, where I go through different types of online registration solutions and explain when you should use each one and how they work. Now, before I let you go, I want to remind you to check out this episode's goodie bag because Katie has prepared a party favor just for you. She included links to the websites and services we talked about in this episode and formatted all of Stacy's tips in a nicely formatted blog post. So hop on over to podcast.makecreate.com because your party favor awaits. And if you are actually in the process of planning an online fundraising event for your organization and you're short on time, tech, or creativity, check out our new free offering, 14 Tech Easy Online Fundraising Event Ideas. 
We gathered ideas from nonprofits who are doing an amazing job of raising donations online and pooled their ideas together with their success stories in an effort to inspire you. And, you know, just give it a glance and see if there's an event you can wrap your head around and put into action for your organization. If you enjoyed this episode or learned a thing or two, subscribe or give a quick review wherever you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Monica Pitts. Now go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E-Create.com for podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on, market with purpose.